Uh, so I'm here with my buddy Paul again. We're gonna talk about the positive, the positive effects, and uh, just a little bit of information about marijuana. So I know I have kind of a split audience, a little bit conservative, since I grew up in the Mormon Church. But I, I want to bring him on because he's gonna talk about basically why marijuana is important in his life why like what to look for when getting marijuana why did he get into marijuana all of that and hopefully the music that we're listening to isn't too loud to where you guys are like the f why don't these fucking idiots turn their music down what bro you broke a cup that's not good Anyway, Paul's in there making us some drinks. We're gonna go do, we're probably gonna do some karaoke tonight, but we'll see. Experience true vulnerability, how to overcome trials. You will laugh, cry, and experience everything in between. Welcome to the King of Corona Brought to you by Tyler Griffith. Oh yeah. Those drinks didn't affect me whatsoever. Alright, so we got 17 minutes to do this podcast. We're gonna come back and do more later, probably, because I know me and Paul we talk a lot. Hey. So this is Paul. You guys heard him before. But uh, I wanted to bring him on because he's like Mr. Marijuana. He lived in Cali for a while. How many, 18 years? I was 18 years in LA, and then we ran cannabis company ever since then. So I opened my first collective in 2006. 2006? So if that dates me a little bit as an, an older distinguished gentleman in this industry, <laughs> in this time, in this warp. But no, we got into it, we're pioneers in the industry in, in Los Angeles and California, where like basically a lot of the culture started and you know, from old hippie communities back in Big Sur, and uh, from San Francisco, Haight-Ashbury, Basically, you know, pressing the movement and understanding that cannabis can be used in a responsible manner, and it can also be used to a benefit. And instead of a gateway to other harder drugs, it can be a gateway to health. And so, yeah, I can help like elaborate on that and just kind of give my views. And yeah, so that's that's kind of what I want to bring him on, just because, like, I think cannabis. Sometimes we were talking about this tonight. We went and got some tacos, but uh, we were talking about this tonight. Like a lot of people, you think cannabis is like this gateway drug like it's like a negative thing and it can be used it's like a lot of times used to get into harder drugs so paul i just wanted to come on because for me cannabis has been like healing it's helped me in life and then he's been involved in it for so long that it's like he's been doing this longer than i've done my like career how long have you done cannabis 2006 you said well, that's when we got into medicinal cannabis, which is gray market. And then so I, was, I was in college then. I was in black market before that, just getting pounds dropped off from Northern California to my place. And then I would distribute them in Los Angeles on a black market. But, um, you know, medicinal, we'd honestly, a lot of people would get into it and say, okay, cannabis is for like losers. I want to like dull out. I want to just like have like a short-term memory loss and just eat a bunch of food and eat a bunch of cereal and stuff. But yeah, honestly, Stone, stoners, the stoner mentality, but there actually is a way cause it's, it's a plant-based medicine. And then we have an endocannabinoid system 
and yeah, explain what the hell I, that means. The layman terms of it is that we have a lock and key system in our body with the cannabis plant that is has receptors waiting for us to consume cannabis so those receptors can be lit up and then uh, different things can happen, whether it be um, antipsychotic, antidepressant, anti-inflammatory. Is it all... Is it all it's not even all mental related, right? I heard about something today where they like use it like as a sexual thing. Well, uh, there's some different placebo effects on a, like a, from a sexual basis uh-huh. where it could be stimulating. Now, a lot of people think of cannabis being this thing that dull that dulls you out, but can- cannabis is actually a stimulant. It's actually a neurological stimulant that when you consume cannabis, the synapses in your brain actually start to fire in different levels where you actually are thinking in different wavelengths than you would normally without cannabis. That's yeah. why a lot of people become, they become, they become creative, I could spit that out. They become, uh, <laughs> they become more artists, uh, yeah. singers, dancers. It's definitely, it's brought they, up the creative of me for sure. I mean, like a lot of NBA players attest to, they consume cannabis before their huge debut games um, yeah, to, like, uh, to get into a flow state. J.R. Smith. Remember when they played against? I mean, there was a lot. He forgot that they were uh, not winning the game, and he's held the ball. Remember that? I don't remember that in particular. It was like high as fuck. That that may be that may be a negative connotation towards cannabis because just like anything, people, you can overdo it. Yep. You could take five too many aspirin, and that'll be the last aspirin you will ever eat, people. Well, that's you. You could drink too much water. That'll be the last glass of water you will ever drink. But guess with cannabis, there is definitely a threshold of responsibility that's taken. And the fact that it's it's tribal knowledge as far as your parents probably didn't teach you how to consume cannabis. Because it gets consumed different. Like you can eat it, you can smoke it, you can vape it. So like every different way you do it, it hits your brain a little bit different. Absolutely. There's different psychoactive effects. So if you eat it, it becomes like three times more psychoactive. That's why people have negative effects when it comes down to eating cannabis as far as edibles. And that's why the laws on edibles are actually really, really strict and strong. Because we've all had that point where we just ate one too many yeah. brownie or had that like really ridiculous experience. Sometimes it's even like, yeah, like a, you get like a 10 milligram gummy. You eat it, and just, something in it just, just like ruins your whole world. The whole yeah. it, when it goes to the liver and gallbladder, it becomes way more psychoactive, and it just it, it becomes a part of who you are. Now, yeah. when you consume it through the through a respiratory system, it goes deep in the bronchi. From the bronchi, it goes into the bloodstream, and from the bloodstream, it goes into the brain. So there's a little bit of a buffer system that happens. So you can usually tell when you're smoking or vaping cannabis, like where you're at as far as how much you consumed. And then the body has a pretty amazing way of letting you know too by just getting to a point where you know there, there's a sweet spot where you can have a micro dose where you don't feel it at all and then you can have too much. So you have to be your own guinea pig and learn. There's a lot of variables with cannabis and there's a lot of science and a lot of that goes behind it. And because of the fact that now there's a medicinal and recreational uh, they're doing a little bit of a disservice. So when people would come into our collective, yeah. one of the first thing we would ask them is that why are you consuming cannabis? And you you actually had like a legit concern for like why they were doing it. So it would be a cannabis consultation. Open, We'd be your freezer's open. My freezer's open. Hey, do you care about that? Let it ride, bro. <laughs> so anyway, so you'd be concerned about like so they'd come in. You'd ask them like, what is the reason you're here to consume cannabis? And I would say. 50% of the time, they wouldn't know. 
because they didn't even think about it. They didn't even more like entertainment. They didn't even take a take a step back to say like, this is why I consume cannabis because of this. So why is it like? Do you are you sad? Are you are you depressed? Are you too anxious? Are you too nervous? Are you too hyperactive? Yeah. Are you too lethargic? And so there's all these different ways. So we had about 60 different types of cannabis that we grow at different times. And everything that we grew, we had inside the collective at that point in time. So, but every strain of cannabis would like be helpful to different individuals, right? Because that cannabinoid system you were talking about is so unique to individuals that like yes. you do have to find specific strains. Like for me, Jungle Cake. <laughs> that seems to be the one that works for you. Yeah. So we have this lock and key method and then we're all missing certain types of cannabinoids and we're all, sometimes we're just lacking certain things in life. Yeah. Now there's terpenes, which is the gases that are coming off the plant that give it a certain smell. And I'm sure when you smell, when you smell different cannabis, that's why cannabis has such a pungent aroma is because it's literally off gassing these terpenes which is a gas yeah and in the terpenes there's 180 different types and so you have to figure out which type of terpenes work for you and which type of cannabinoid structure work for you so it's it literally is a gumbo and every single different strain of cannabis it's its yeah. own soup and that's, it's, it's, its own gumbo that's probably why you get a lot of people try for the first time and, and have a neg- strain and have a negative, negative experience that's yeah. right but also it's the fact that if you consume cannabis in a weird situation, like say if you're like you're like outside and you're looking over your shoulder and you're becoming strange and all the cops are coming and, yeah. and all stuff. So, but if you're in a situation that you're just it's it's natural and normal and you don't have to worry about those things. Yeah. If you smoke freely or vape freely and openly, it gives you a whole different vibe. It's a set and setting type of situation. Yeah. So, um, so when consuming cannabis, you really have to know why you are. And I have to understand the basis of like this whole indica hybrid and sativa thing is really muddled because uh-huh. there are no such thing as sativas. There's no such thing as indica. So it's so, all like kind of a hybrid. So indica originally means from India. That's what indica means. So it's not like an upper type thing. So India means it's from the Himalayan Kush Mountains or the Hindu Kush Mountain Range. Because the weed, the weed companies talk about it like it's like get it sativa. Oh, you're talking indica is like a. The one that calms you is what they say, right? So So it comes from India. Sorry. Just saying, originally, like indica and sativa. So indicas come from like mountainous regions. The plant grows low to the ground next to the hot rocks away from the high winds. Completely different different species of a sativa, which is near the tropical equator. Acapulco, gold, Colombian red, Jamaican Thai stick. All these places are beautiful tropical climates, and so the species would then grow different. So sativas grow in the tropical winds, and it's perfect conditions, and they're like they're more princesses. So people took sativas, old school sativas from Colombia, Mexico, Thailand, Colombia, took those seeds and then crossed them with these other genetics from Afghanistan, Hindu Kush regions super hardy it's almost plants. like the same thing as like breeding dogs like you're trying Absolutely. to come up with like new and, and there's new more things. there's more cannabis breeds than there are dog breeds and i would say that all the time so you know there's from chihuahuas to great danes there's all these different types so you as an individual need to kind of be your own guinea pig in the beginning and that's why it gets weird and that's where you're going to have some situations where you're like oh nope this one's not for me whatsoever you know but if you can find what works for you in what set setting so it takes time and you have yeah. to do your own research and you have to do your own 
journaling and we'd have people write down how the strain would make them feel yeah. and then bring that back to us and share with us how it made them feel. And that's how we did our own like uh, research. And so with cannabis too, it's less is more. You can always consume more, but you cannot take back what you've already consumed. And that's really the truth with edibles. And so um, when you're first starting out with cannabis, just to go really slow, you need to take so little that you don't feel it whatsoever. So but, how long do you wait? Like, so after you consume it, because I had a, an experience with somebody where they took, they took like, I think 10 milligrams and they didn't feel anything. Then they took another 10 milligram and they, so they had a 20 and then it all hit at once. So how long would you give it for like a new person consuming cannabis until you're like, okay, this, like, what would you recommend? Like five milligrams, two and a half milligrams? Like, I would start with two and a half and then just take the two and a half and just see how it makes you feel. And two and a half is like very like minimal. Like if you buy edibles from, like if you go to like Pueblo or Manitou Springs or this is the places like local in Colorado, but if you go to these places, it's like one little teeny square, which is like not even an inch by an inch, is 10. So two and a half will be cutting that thing into quarters. It's a lot. It's not. It's not that much. Well, it's just starting out with anything. Yeah. Starting out with exercise, starting out with uh, dieting practices. You can't just dive into it and you have to like understand how it makes you feel and be mindful of that too. Yeah. And then cannabis isn't something that you, I'm just going to take to completely dull out and become this couch potato and veg and eat a bunch of potato chips. It's it's much more <laughs> and that's than why that. you talk about going into it with like something in mind like what what do you want to do this for exactly like why like why are you doing this and then find the avenue find the right time the yeah. right set the right setting to enjoy that time and then for like for me for so for you for example i just want to go into like the reasons why like your reason like what is the reason for you using cannabis so they i was I guess diagnosed, as you say, very young age, like eighth grade, maybe even sixth, seventh grade with um, ADD, attention deficit disorder. They throw that around so much, right? So loosely. But in essence, I just wasn't motivated in school, didn't really care, didn't really need to pay attention, understood that the C average was going to get me by and wasn't really motivated by that. So, (coughs) excuse me, with cannabis, it's, um, it's something that actually gives me a heightened sense of alertness and um, it gives me a sense of flow and a freedom of thought and a freedom of um, understanding of who I am um, in, in a different sense. And so it actually, it motivates me. So when yeah. I smoke cannabis, I clean the house and I go to the gym the and, I, and I do Workout. yoga and I... Do your drum roll like a maniac. Or I do my drawings or I play my didgeridoo and my guitar. (laughs) Didgeridoo is amazing, by the way. I may play just a minute just for you (laughs) guys. My best friend's got a didgeridoo. (laughs) So like my two two dudes, both didgeridoos, there you go. Cannabis is in it, but it also, for some people that have really high anxiety and they can't sleep and they come home with their day and they can't just let it go, Cannabis gives you a different perspective. So it makes you think in these different wavelengths and these different brain frequencies and synapses start firing. So you have to actually get a chance to step outside of yourself, step outside of the persona, who you think you are. And I truly believe that you sit with your truer sense of yourself 
with cannabis because it gives you a it gives me personally a heightened sense of awareness and, yeah. sens- and sensitivity. And that's what people like. That's what people will say is the paranoia. Because sometimes paranoia is truth. Well, it's also it's it's heightened. It's not dulled. So when people get into these stages of okay, now I'm on cannabis and my brain's actually firing at a higher frequency, yeah. I can't handle it because these these thoughts and these emotions are coming in at such a higher volume. Yeah. It's, it's just like you tuned your radio frequency from static and all of a sudden you start listening to a radio program and you're just like, oh my gosh, I just want to go back to the static. You know, So yeah. it takes time and it takes understanding and not cannabis is not made for everybody. Yeah. Some people, their endocannabinoid system is complete. They don't need cannabis. Other people really, really benefit from it. And so to look at it as a broad perspective of cannabis is good for everyone, cannabis is bad for everyone, does a disservice to people it's in general. Too, yeah. And so if you understand that I am a person that functions at a higher level because of cannabis and then I'm not and then it's a plant-based medicine in essence that's been around for thousands and thousands of years and there's not super negative side effects from yeah. it. Look at any type of pharmaceutical drug we'll it's going to be laden with side effects. That's why I think a lot of people too is like if you inhale smoke like because tobacco creates lung cancer. There's mm-hmm. a lot of lung cancer. And so there's different things like different papers different like strands different things you can purchase that are a little bit healthier for for you okay so real, real quick so do you know why we bring christmas trees into the home in christmas do you know where that smells from so that smell of the pine that's actually a terpene called pinene okay so pinene ends up being antimicrobial and anti and anti uh antibiotic excuse uh-huh. me antimicrobial and anti- so what happens when in the winter time when people bring Christmas trees into the home, less people would actually get sick. Oh, really? So ancient dramatic hordes would bring pine into the home. So it was actually like science behind yes. the Christmas so, tree. Yes. So there's so less huh. people would get sick in the home, and then the became, well, now I gotta buy a Christmas tree every year. It became one. it became a tradition to That's get cool. to get pine into the house. Okay. So when you burn sage, what are you doing? In your home, you're getting rid of the bad juju. What else are you doing? You're cleaning the air of bacteria yeah. and microbial because of the terpenes. Cannabis is laden with terpenes. So when you consume cannabis, you're actually putting a protective barrier on your lips, on your nose, and yeah. in your lungs. <laughs> a protective barrier of less of, of anti antibiotic, anti-inflammatory, and so you're actually you're it's healing of the nations, as Bob Marley used to say. So uh, you're actually doing a service of getting better. Let's do this. We the guy, the guy is gonna get here. Five. We still have five minutes. No, he's here. He'll wait for us for five minutes, though. Uh, we can just do this in the back of his car. This would be hilarious. Mm. Let's just keep talking. No. Yes. No. Let's end it. He'll wait for five minutes. Mm-mm. All right. So we'll come back and talk about it more. But so he'll wait five minutes, though. We got five minutes. I gotta go to the bathroom, though. That's the problem. All right, y'all. I just went deep on cannabis, but we can get back into it again. We're we'll jump we're, back into it. We're 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 gonna go and have some fun. Uh, see you guys.